This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Hey everybody, it's Sai. Just wanted to jump in quick before this week's chain wrestling audio stroke podcast version begins and just give everyone a rough idea of the timeline and so on that we're dealing with this week. When Chain Wrestling Live went out on Monday evening at its usual time of 9pm UK, Scott Hall was, he'd been took off his life support but was still in a very bad way. After we'd finished recording, the news broke that Scott Hall had sadly passed away. So this week's podcast version is obviously a little outdated with our Scott Hall talk. But as we recorded the live version, Scott Hall was actually still with us, off life support. And it was just a few hours before his very sad passing. Just wanted to make sure everyone was aware of that before going into the podcast version that you're about to hear now. Very, very sad news about Scott Hall, the former Razor Ramon. He was he was one of my favourites growing up. He was one of Mags's favourites as well. I know he was really well respected and well loved throughout the whole of the wrestling industry. So just want to pass on our our deep feelings and, and our, our sort of levels of sadness and sympathy to Scott Hall's family, friends, close ones and any other fans that feel his loss. And for you know, for them, for Magsy, for myself, for chain wrestling in general, I'll say that this week's episode of Chain Wrestling is dedicated to the memory of Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, the bad guy. Thank you for listening. Well, that was a fun and definitely not messed up uh, technical introduction there. And Sai is also mute. This is going well. What a what an absolute! Tr- I have no idea. That was not my doing, sir. That was Streamyards playing up. Oh bloody hell! Bloody hell! Just start as we mean to go on, shall we? Absolute destruction, chaos, and a mess. And the thing is, normally the beginning of our show is one of the best bits. It's the most <laughs> professional bit. It's definitely the most professional bit. That's it for is. sure. It's the bit that looks the most professional, sounds most professional, you know. And we've even somehow managed to fuck Alec.
Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Soy, the original, the first, the best, and these imitators that keep swiping ideas from creative people like me and you, Magsy. They're all just falling away now. They do it for a couple yeah. of weeks, they disappear. See, they, they, no they, staying power, man. They no don't. They may have the quality, they may have the skill and the talent, but they just don't have the staying power to be to be adequate for 35 straight weeks in a row. Mm, well, more than that, mate. More than that's live, but obviously no, but more than live, that, you know. live, yeah, live. live. Yeah, let's not go down that road again, shall we? There's enough of me talking farmer last week, thank you very much. <laughs> I've been hit right? by a bloody tractor. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, this is Chain Wrestling Live, a Radio Techers production. I am Sai, and with me, as always, is the Broken Skull to my terribly dull, the Ambrose to my big nose, maybe, sort of. You know, I, I don't think it's too. I don't I've think it's too got, bad. I've got a hooter. I don't think it's too bad, but it just rhymed with Ambrose, so I thought, sod it, I'm going to use that. You know, sometimes, mate, I'm tired. Okay, and sometimes <laughs> the creativity was, that goes into in, in, it was entrance. tenuous at best. It was tenuous at best. Yes. Okay. <laughs> a podcaster that insists on breaking the chain wrestling rules and messing with a bloody format. I mean, how are we even going to mark this in the usual scheme of things later on? It's an interview, not a wrestling match. It just completely screws with the whole system. No, don't. Lord Mags, how are we doing this week, sir? Yeah, I'm doing good. Been a, a busy week with with content. Obviously, the uh, horrific news that we we've had. Uh, we have to start, I suppose, with 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 that news. I mean, it's it's rocked the the wrestling world. Um, the the news of uh, of Razor and his uh, triple um, heart attacks. Uh, as of recording this. Um, his his life support machines have been turned off, but he is still he's still fighting the good fight. So hopefully we will we will see a miracle and the the bad guy will kick out at two point nine. Uh, but yeah, what what a horrible horrible set of circumstances that's happened with him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Scott Hall has raised a moment. He's one of those characters that I remember, you know, when I was sort of 10, 11 years of age, getting into mm-hmm. wrestling. He was real prominent on the television. He was just making his debut around this time with the WWF. I remember him a, a little bit as uh, the Diamond Stud in WCW, but mm-hmm. like just on Worldwide and stuff like that, but not masses about it, really. And then, of course, old NWO stuff and going over to WCW, big WCW fan. So, yeah, just, uh, I, I reckon, criminally underrated but also massively appreciated. I know that's a big contradiction in terms, but I don't think you can give this guy enough praise. Yeah, I mean, you're how much you right. dump on him, how much praise you dump on him isn't enough. He, 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 the things that he did during his time in the business literally changed the wrestling landscape. And and that is not hyperbole. It's it's honest to goodness facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, him, him jumping uh, to WCW was momentous it was the beginning of a huge shift in in the wrestling business and he was a massive massive part of wrestling becoming as hot as it did for for that golden period um yeah he he had his demons or he still has his demons uh as as of recording this uh, uh there's no getting away from that but it made him the person that he is it made him somebody that you rooted for that he wasn't just uh a superstar wrestler, untouchable. He was a, a real person with real issues and real problems, and it made him more relatable. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. And then just so talented in the ring as well. You know, 
one of the best punches going. Do you know what I mean? It's like I, I used to just scream at the telly when I'd watch The Rock throw a punch. Just be like, why can't you just go watch old Scott Hall tapes? Learn how to punch, pal. You know? It's like, <laughs> it's, Razor was just, just so good at everything he did. And I've said numerous times, probably on this show and definitely on other shows I've been on as well, that there are certain guys where if you could almost build what a professional wrestler should look like, Scott mm-hmm. Hall is one of those guys. He should, a professional wrestler, in my mind, should look like Scott Hall. He's, he's like the, the, the sort of standard for what a wrestler should be, I guess. It just brilliant, so charismatic as well, and, and a mind for the business. You know, the, mm-hmm. the whole Crow Sting character came from Scott Hall. Yeah, A great deal of the NWO storylines, interactions, everything came from Scott Hall. Just an absolute genius. You know, Absolutely. so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, I, I don't like to quote Dave Meltzer too much because I think the guy's a bit of a bellend, but he says that... Uh, it, it literally, he tweeted not long before he came on out that Scott Hall's life support has been turned off four hours ago. Uh, he's still going. Miracles do happen, and this has to be one for it to mm-hmm. be a successful story, shall we say, a, a, a happy ending to this this weekend's yeah. bad news. So if there is going to be a miracle, you know, hopefully everyone can sort of pray to the wrestling gods and whatnot and send Scott Hall, his family, his friends, anyone associated with him, well wishes and who knows maybe next Monday we could be talking about something positive to do with Scott Hall correct correct and to to kind of wrap it up let's just put it like this the survey says one more for the good guys (laughs) and I missed the camera it went flying over the camera (laughs) I nearly flinched to be fair oh dear me anyway 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 let's move on from that now it's it's a sad it's a sad situation we don't want people to get be depressed or dragged down somebody i think it was um morty potentially on twitter put a tweet out earlier on not well not long ago saying that you know come and join us on chain wrestling to have a discussion from some of the the sort of sadder aspects of what's going on in the wrestling world over these last couple of days and i really I really appreciate that sentiment. That meant a lot reading that. So let's let's do that. Let's let's make this a distraction to all the the Absolutely. sadness and depression that is 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 around the wrestling world these last few days. So I suppose we might as well just start the show as we always do, Magsy. Today particularly has been really entertaining. Hearing and reading some of the 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 stuff for the 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 non wrestling topic been absolutely brilliant you guys again have smashed it uh which say and i came up with this idea uh a, a week or so ago uh, and we thought this could be that first time the the idea falls flat um a lot of kind of moving parts into it i don't know why we i don't know why we don't just believe in in the cwf because they mm. nailed it again absolutely smashed it uh yeah so this should be an absolute bumper comedy episode yeah so i'm really looking forward to it i mean credit where it's due max you say that me and you came up with the idea this was all you this was your suggestion this was your idea okay i'll i will take the the plaudits but 99 percent of these nwrts are your your idea and i just give you the thumbs up as if yeah. to say good idea i don't have to think of anything brilliant sometimes when i message you with an idea you literally just like put a, a, a little heart or a little smiley face as a reaction and yeah. when you first started doing that i was like does that mean yes does that mean we, we're gonna do that 
I, does, does he just like the idea, but we're not going to do it? I, what is that? <laughs> it just acknowledges that I've read it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the way, uh, you know, kind of the way I took it. Yeah. So, yes, it is you know, a bumper episode. Loads and loads of responses. Or, well, I say responses. We responded to you and then you responded to us because our mm-hmm. non-wrestling topic was ask you anything. So it it's varying questions, some silly, some serious, some sports, some not. You know, so we'll get into those shortly, but we do need to, you know, I suppose, be mindful of the time because, you know, there is a lot to get through this week. Mm-hmm. So shall we uh, straight away, Magsy, jump into chucking a couple more embarrassments into the old Hall of Lame? Well, I thought we were going to go with the, the, the listeners and the viewers, but we'll go Hall of Lame okay, instead. Well, do you, do you oh, you've ruined it now. Goodbye. The Hall So, my Hall of Lame, um, and I said to you in the, in the pre-record, it's very apropos, and that's because this wrestler is actually, uh, has is interviewed with uh, one of our good friends, James, from Pro uh, Primetime Conversations. He's actually released his video uh, of, of uh, this wrestler being on Café de René. Um, okay. And he's one of the... One of my favorite wrestlers, I think, uh, is the way he uh, he approaches comedy and wrestling is brilliant. He's he's part of one of my favorite parts of of uh, of wrestling in general, and that's the 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 William Rap Regal, uh, William Regal Rap, should I say? William so, Rap Regal. <laughs> William Rap Regal. Uh, so I'm I'm to talk about Santino Morella. Um, okay. Now he's him as a wrestler is not Hall of Lame. Worthy, but there's one part of him that is, and it's Santina Morella. Mm. So, what happened with uh, with Santina Morella was uh, that Santino wanted to win the the women's wrestling battle royal, uh, and he was put in qualifying matches where um, he, he essentially got beat. Um, come to WrestleMania. He dressed as his sister, enters the women's battle royal, and 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 wins it. Now the re- that at the time hilarious, funny, but the reason I'm pointing it in is because women's wrestling at that time was looked at as as kind of like a stopgap, as as filler, and I don't think that this helped women's wrestling at all. You look at women's wrestling now. And it's arguably some of the best wrestling in the world. And things like this and the, the kind of attitudes towards women's wrestling in the, the kind of mid-2000s going into the 2010s shows that women's wrestling was treated as a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I want to put Santina Morella in the Hall of Lame. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And you, and you are right. It, it, women's wrestling for a while was... I mean, it was the toilet break, wasn't it? It was... You know, it was you know, WrestleMania 18 is the perfect example. You've got Rock Hogan, and then you've got the title match at the end. They just think, oh, sod it, we'll chuck the women's match in between yeah. to let people just go off and do what they need to do. And that's how it was viewed. So it's great how far it's come. But then you see stuff like Santino Morella, Santina Morella, sorry, and you think, yeah, not a good look, is it? Exactly. And and Danny's exactly right in there. My rendition of the Santino rap on Bang Bang is legendary. I, I don't, I'm not sure if I've heard this, or I might have You're heard not. it and just forgot about it. You are not going to hear it today, sir. 
No. I've forgotten the words. I've forgotten the majority oh, of the words. Next week, Magsy? Next week? Well, maybe you could cut it from an episode of Bang Bang and slide it into the audio version. Mm, okay. I'll, I'll have to see. Now you've said that, <laughs> what's going to happen now is people are going to listen to the audio version later in the week and realise how and lazy I am. be massively disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> if it plays, it will play now. Oh, dear, dear, dear. There we go. Okay. You're probably just not hearing anything now other than my voice on the podcast version, so I do apologise. Go back and listen to it in the archives of Bang Bang. All right? My entrance into (laughs) the Hall of Lame is something quite topical for me and Scottish Danny, actually. We are, as everyone knows, or I hope everyone knows, I hope everyone's listening along to one of my other shows, Nitro Nights, looking back on WCW show by show by show by show with Scottish Danny. We're in 1995, the end of October 1995. And we just watched Halloween Havoc 1995. And as soon as this came on the screen, Danny even said to me, whilst we were recording the Halloween Havoc episode, which will be out in a few weeks, that's got to... He he said, that's it, I've had enough. This is nonsense. You told me this was going to get good. (laughs) I've heard this lie before on a changing attitude and it still ain't got good there. Exactly. (laughs) No, Danny even turned to me in the recording and said, that's got to go in the Hall of Lame on chain wrestling. Uh, And I present to you all the insurance policy that the Taskmaster had for the Giant when wrestling against Hulk Hogan. Um, Hulk Hogan dressed all in black because he shaved his moustache off. Oh, no. You know, the insurance policy being the Yeti. How how is this not a first ballot pick? Well, yeah. To be honest, I was a bit surprised. I thought, we must have put him in already. But we hadn't. I went back and looked and we hadn't, so... Oh, that's the Yeti! Yeah. And when he just, just hug fucks as well. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, just sort of shimmers up against him. Like, just sort of grinds up against Hulk Hogan, you know? It's it's just so bad. It's so bad. And what, what everyone remembers the Yeti... Uh, first of all, that's ridiculous. Because a Yeti is like... It's like a, a it's like Bigfoot, but in the snow, isn't it? That sort of mm-hmm. that sort of yeah. gimmick, you know. It's um, certainly this, not a mummy. This is a mummy. This is just something yeah. done up in bandages. This is a mummy. This isn't a yeti, or a yeti, or however Tony Schiavone wants to yell it. It's not that at all. So it's absolutely ridiculous in the first place. However, this guy's like, I mean, he's taller than the giant, isn't he? He's taller than mm-hmm. Paul White, so he's got to be seven four, seven five, something like that. This guy is huge, but he can't move. And he's or dressed hug. in this, yeah, or hug, yeah, or he's dressed in this ridiculous get-up as well. But what we don't, what we often overlook, I think, is the, the we see you see the Yeti at Halloween Havoc. That's the famous scene that's been turned into all the all the all the gifts, the memes, and the, all that sort of stuff of him, you know, grinding up against Hulk Hogan and so on. He actually debuted on the Nitro before, coming out of a big plastic iceberg that was on the stage. <laughs> but and they plugged this they plugged this iceberg the whole show they kept banging on and on and on about this iceberg and they had um, the Taskmaster and his dad from the Dungeon of Doom cutting rambling nonsense promos about the insurance policy they bought they, they cut thousands of miles into the ice and found this and bought him here and all this sort of stuff so this obviously fake chunk of ice is sat on the entranceway sits there all show Bobby Heenan on commentary is plugging it Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's pointing it out. And it's all the way through this nitro. It's being brought up all the time. Eventually, the Yeti breaks out of the ice. And they fucked it up so bad, they go off the air like that. I mean, why wouldn't you? 
you don't even get to literally before as he breaks it the pre-broken blocks have not even hit the floor yet and they're off the air <laughs> because they because they ran out of time and this is the most WCW on, on thing purpose. ever they, I, I predict that they ran out of time on purpose everyone was like this is a shit idea we've got yeah. to give this the least amount of airtime as humanly possible Chavo you are wrestling an extra seven minutes today. Make use of those minutes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was not good. It was not good. And then, obviously, you know the the debut at Halloween Havoc proper, I suppose, oh, and, and what what, what happened afterwards in, in in future episodes. Yeah, Danny, I'm sorry, he doesn't quite go away just yet. Um, it's it's not a good look at all. So, joining Santina Morella in this week's Chain Wrestling Hall of Lame is the WCW Yeti. And I think that that is two very, very worthy inductees, Mr. Mags. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It is indeed. And anyone who is interested in the Hall of Lame and the embarrassing shite gimmicks Magsy and I try and uh, dispose of into the Hall of Lame, there is a tweet on the Chain Wrestling Twitter account where after each show, I put a picture of each inductee on and it's just one long thread of absolute crap wrestling gimmicks so that's like there just you you can just use the hashtag you know hashtag hall of lame and it should come up or just go back for our tweets i'll retweet it anyway but yeah you can see images of everything that we have put in ah so then magzi shall we get to the chat now i don't know what's going on with me mate because i've got people commenting and i can't read what they're saying there, uh, there's a, a huge amount of comments. Um, there's uh, a bumper crowd in today, so uh, Matt Willis starts. Oh, they've all just come up. Sorry, they've all just come up. I was getting literally names, and then you know the little box that has their logos in it. Okay, I haven't got that either, so I don't know what's going on here. Ver- Sharon, ring that Virgin Media again. They're <laughs> playing effort with me, internet. <laughs> Pop another fifty pence in the meter. Oh dear. Me. So we have got Matt. Morty, Sharon, Dan, Fitch from the Morty and Fitch, and also the Harry Housewife uh, channel. Go and check that out. Uh, he, I, I give him grief about um, uh, car form and snow form being shit, uh, but he really is, he, he makes washing cars entertaining. It's really, really okay. good, good show. <laughs> He's also actually challenged us to to review one of his uh one of his videos as well. So maybe that's something okay. we can do in the near future. Um you are apparently uh, Sylvester Stallone ordered from Wish. Uh and I'd say then Yeah we've I, I assume it means he's not gonna mean this, is it? Like Adrian <laughs> I don't understand. What what what's the reference to that? I don't know like Sylvester Stallone. I have no idea. Unless it means razor mod. I have no oh. idea. Um, he also doesn't know who any of us are, even though we do send questions into his his shitty podcast pretty much every week. Um, grief about bubbly chocolate. Not happy about that. Uh, a newcomer from Twitch, uh, RSTOT101, yo. And the, the, the star of Radio Techers uh, is in the chat. Uh, Ori the draw, how are you? Um, Scottish Danny's in the chat. Uh, Ori talking about um, a Razoramonia saying that he was so loved in WF that they tried to hor- horribly recreate him. Uh, Marker from mm. Devoid saying the double denim first natural promo is legendary. Honestly, it was a it was a game changer. It was an absolute game changer. Um, Sharon confirming your internet is actually playing up, so fingers crossed that 
that uh, yours stays okay. Not Ooh. looking good. Uh, then we get loads of love between the, the, the chat. And this is one of the best things I love about the show, that our chat don't just talk to us. They just talk between themselves. Um, so I confirming that your mark is live when they're doing the video, but I am good, glad that the video is coming through because it looks like Sars End is, is playing silly buggers today. No I mean, connection-wise, it's absolutely fine. Nothing's buffering or anything like that for me. I can hear it. I can hear you fine and all that. I just had a little problem with the chat and I couldn't see the videos. That's really strange, isn't it? Yeah, that is weird. So you could still see me? Yeah. Well, I, I can hear your voice, but I can see the video playing. Oh, yeah. I can my, hear the video. With me, it's like you're muted and I still see what I'm seeing now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so does that mean yeah. the intro video did play then? Yeah, it played for me. Uh, okay. So you didn't see that. I worked hard on that intro video. No, I didn't I, see it. That's, I why, still... I, that's why I kept saying, what's going on? What's going on? And I messaged you, didn't I? I, I, I messaged you over the phone and said, what's going on? Because I, Did I didn't realise. Because I have not yeah. checked that. <laughs> you prick. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. Um, Ori commenting that she thinks that Natural Nats is a, a very familiar setup. Yeah, I, I don't know where he's got that, that kind of mm. format from, Ori. Uh, never heard of it. Dan Griffin, the Yeti, the hug fucker will be entirely less appropriate. Bailey gimmick, Daniel, <laughs> Daniel. Um, or he's saying, so what I'm hearing is never trust Sayo Mags when they say it'll get better. I mean, you didn't really need the second half of that sentence. It's just never trust Sayo Mags. That, that's a good way to live your well, life. But to be fair, we're not, we're not being dishonest. Nitro no. and Raw both do get considerably better. It just not at the time that we maybe told you did. <laughs> and with regards to Nitro Nights being similar to a change in attitude, I mean, I'm not being afraid. There's like what five million podcasts out there that follow the same format since we started. Our, since we started, oh, Nitro Nights. I'm just saying since since we started Nitro Nights and obviously since you started changing attitude, we've seen other podcasts start up with the same format and then fall away in that short time. Same it's mad, with this isn't show. It? Same with this show, sir. Yeah. Bigger, bigger companies come along, try and steal our ideas, and we just beat them into the ground. Yes, we do, because we're that professional and awesome at what we do. So, still plenty of, uh, of comments to go. Uh, Morty saying this is Fitch's introduction to wrestling. The Yeti is certainly not helping his case. Uh, <laughs> he said it's like Bigfoot in the snow. That made me laugh for so, uh, some reason. Um, Morty has got sleep deprivation, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Um, Sharon, try living with him, Scottish Danny. Hearing him go on and on and on. Act. I can hundred percent believe that. Hang on, on and on about what now? What am I getting? What am I getting blamed of for or accused of now? Let's roll back. Um, what did oh, he said? This was so fun to go through through it with you, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kept saying to Sharon, I don't want to watch Halloween Havoc '95 because I know it sucks. And on one stage, I did tell Danny that I was just not going to do it. And I said, you can't make me. And he was like, well, it is kind of, it is kind of the point of our you show. Can't, and I, <laughs> you can't make me, you absolute child. And he was like, it is kind of the point of our show, Si. And I was like, yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Rob in the building. Um, Mags in Sabakini car wash. I mean. Hey, that, raise a few quid, mate. 
That's on certainly going on the 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 chair wrestling after dark show. Um, All them bubbles. Yep. Uh, Mortar. He made the razor comment, and I uh, told him what happened, and that's why he pointed out he didn't know who these pe- people were. He knows who you guys are. So we've been played by the hairy housewife. Absolutely not good at all. And Aura, you can't make me. Yes, I, I said that about the dog show. Now, that's an upcoming episode of A Changing Attitude where Ori didn't believe we were covering the dog show. Even halfway through the episode when we were talking about the dogs, she still thought, this is a rib. We're going to be talking about the wrestling <laughs> team. An hour in, the penny dropped that this was about the dog show. I heard the episode of A Changing Attitude where... Uh, I think it was Scottish Danny said, we should cover the dog show. And I think you and Tanner were both like, oh, maybe. So I'm supposed, I, I, I've listened to that recently. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm on like a big catch up of all the podcasts I've been sort of, you know, uh, falling behind upon, I guess. So I've just not long listened to that. So I'm assuming that kind of leads to <laughs> watching the dog show. <laughs> we ge- I mean, this is a spoiler. We genuinely did watch the dog show. We genuinely did review it. And it may be the best episode of A Changing Attitude so far. Because there's no wrestling on it. (laughs) You say that, but there is actually a little bit of doggy wrestling in there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So that's a lot of the chat caught up with. Apologies if I've missed any of your comments, but you guys are smashing it in the chat, uh, and we've only got two hours. So we've got to crack on people. If we run late, we run late. Yeah, that's fine. I don't have to do another two hours with Matt. That's brilliant. It is what it is. Arsehole. Shall we get on to our non-wrestling topic, Mr. Max? Yes, we shall. And as we said, this was an absolute doozy. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, the order I sent the screenshots of the questions to you is the order I'm going to run through them in. So I... Don't doubt for a second. I've still somehow screwed this up. So <laughs> that's kind of. So what is the first one you have there? The first one you can't see that on the screen. Is that what you're saying? No, I can't see. I like. I don't want to get too close because people get freaked okay. out because I'm so, zooming into them. Now. Morty. So the first one we've got is Morty. Morty. Uh, okay. I mean, you Did could you literally the- just open up the message that you sent, and it'd be in the same order that you sent them. Oh, I could do, couldn't I? Oh, my goodness. See, what's going to happen is, as well, I'm going to cut and, all this out of the audio version. So and this saying, is why saying, we're never going to end up going live on TikTok, because he can't control a brew. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how to... He, he gets shocked when he didn't know phones could charge wirelessly. He no, really didn't. Bollocks, I did know that they could do that. I just didn't know that my phone could do that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if you go but back to the... Anyway. If you go back to the early episodes, you can remember when Sar invented a phone that was attached to the wall, so you always knew oh, where it was. You're so full of crap. That's not what I said. <laughs> That's not what I said. And I took cream a- soda aftershave. Yeah, that, well, that was an accident. The bottle just exploded on me, didn't it? It's well, I smelled fantastic for about twenty minutes, and it was just gross. You know. <laughs> uh, okay, then. So we begin with Morty. Uh, this week's non-wrestling topic was ask you anything. So mm-hmm. if you liked the liked the tweet on our chain wrestling account, we would send you a question. Uh, again, credit where it's due. A great deal of these came from the mind of Mr. Mags there. And then because I'm 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 a sick 
twisted human being. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then <laughs> we would then, you know, read out your responses and so on. So again, I'll just run through them in the order I've got them here. I'm going to get it wrong, Magsy, at some stage. I think there's a couple that I've not actually sent you as well, but we'll see when we get to the end. We'll awesome. see when we get to the end. Shock. Well, it got difficult, mate. It got complicated, all the screenshots and the sending back and forth and all that. You know? It's difficult, mate. It's difficult. It anyway, <laughs> Morty's question was, if Fitch was your slave for the day, what would you have him doing? And Morty responded, cleaning my car, of course. I'd have him clean on top of my fridge, as I can't reach. I'd, <laughs> I'd also have him dress in a French-made outfit and let him spoon... Let me spoon feed him wasabi. I'm assuming there's a there's a something with the wasabi that I've missed because I'm still catching up on various podcasts. He's in the chat, so okay. I'm sure he'll let us know. I like wasabi. Wasabi peas, mate. Banging. I mean, wasabi peas, nice. Yeah. Spoonful of wasabi on its yeah, own. No. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. No, not a good look, mate. Not a good look. Uh, Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. And that was the second one. We're doing good so uh, far. Yeah. And, and and the third one is his partner in crime on the UTT podcast. Mm-hmm. And that is at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter. They were it both is. asked a very similar question as both of them host the UTT podcast. The question to Rob was, what do you really hate about Dan? What annoys you the most? Rob responded, nothing. He's a good egg. <laughs> So straight away, I lost interest, yeah. you know? <laughs> but he followed it up with an absolute corker. Yes. Although he has been known to block my toilet after a session. Brilliant. What really annoys me is referees in AEW misdoing the moves. It's unselling. It's embarrassing. So, okay, there we go. I mean, we didn't ask him that. He, no. he decided to strong arm his, his yeah. hatred of, of AEW refereeing in there. So, yeah, yes. we appreciate that, Rob. Thank you very much for that. There we go. Uh, and the question we sent to his partner in crime on UTC podcast, Dan Griffin, um, what do you deeply hate about Rob? <laughs> so quite similar, really. Uh, what really pisses you off? Dan responded, Mm, I don't know. His personal hygiene is terrible, and his tasting <laughs> women, his tasting women is really oh, ropey. Jesus, wet. Poor Beth. Beth, Beth is a, a saint. I will have you know. <laughs> no, he didn't say that at all. He didn't say that at all. Uh, <laughs> Dan responded, "You evil fuckers." But honestly, I don't hate anything about Rob except the fact he introduced me to HCW. But that's more because I hate HCW. It's shite. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, and that's the wrestling that is in Nigeria or or Ghana or something like that. But it's it's based in Kettering. Oh, is this with Big Papa T? I believe so. Yeah. Yes, I've been listening to those episodes. Not well. The end of last week, I was catching up on those. I think. Yeah, that's 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 funny. Big Papa, mm-hmm. and apparently he was like a um, high up in like the an army of some description in Africa, and you know mm-hmm. he executed people and so on. So really interesting story. Dan said he's going to try and reach out and try and get an interview with the guy if he can. I think that'd be fascinating. Jesus wept. Yeah. That's, bra- that's a brave interview. <laughs> uh, WhatsApp was the next one. You can see a little bit of my ginger cat there, look, which is the background for my WhatsApp. And there. That's definitely not a euphemism. That is his no. actual cat. 
yeah it's not you know those listening on the audio version i mean for a start i've got darker so <laughs> it looks like a sylvester stallone that you bought from wish <laughs> yeah, exactly i've got no idea what that means <laughs> uh livy my daughter well both my girls Livy, both my younger girls livy and charlie overheard me discussing this non-wrestling topic with my wife they both said they wanted a question so i whatsapp them the link and so on and they responded lib's question you can drink your own wee for a week or only or eat someone else's poo for a day lib responded she would drink her own wee i said why and she simply, very logically stated, because eating someone else's poo is worse. And it's like, well, fair enough. <laughs> it, it is. It's, yeah. it's the absolute right answer. I mean, you would all day rather drink your own piss than somebody else's. Yeah, well, this is the thing. I had, an, I had another conversation with her about it, you know, afterwards and said... Uh, <laughs> A follow-up question. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have more. I, have, I, I am intrigued. <laughs> I said, look, okay but you're drinking nothing but your own pee for a week. That's going to be rancid. And she's like, yeah, but the other option's so gross, so gross. And I was like, okay, what if it wasn't eat it all day? It was just eat one bit. And Liv, with the brilliant logic she has, trying to contemplate the best way of getting out of this, said, how big is the bit? <laughs> so I had to explain. Basically, we narrowed it down to she that she wouldn't at all for anything, but she was just curious as to what was on offer. <laughs> Yeah, what's the smallest amount I can get away with? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Charlie, my other daughter, my youngest here, she says, well, she doesn't say, we said, and she responded. That's that's difficult for me, because normally every week it's, you know, she says or he says, but it's, it's just thrown me this week, Max. To be fair, I am not involved in this question, because this was not the question that I pitched you you went rogue for this question. Well, if you take, like, you know, 12 hours to respond to a message, that's what's going to happen, isn't it? Okay. Well, sorry. You know, just ignore me. <laughs> Leave me on red, as the kids say. <laughs> is that the saying? Leave me on red? It is. Yeah. You sound so cool today. Oh, mate, I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling, I'm feeling hip. <laughs> Is that that's not right? Either. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. So it's, I can, it's, I can not, always, it's very wrong. It's incredibly yeah. wrong. I can hear my daughter's cringing from the other side of the bedroom wall. <laughs> Just dad, no, dad, no. Um, <laughs> Charlie's question: You can only have cheesy woogles. I'll explain what that is in a moment. Cheesy woogles or wrestling? Not both. One disappears forever. Choose. Now, cheesy woogles are one of Charlie's favourite foods, and I've made it her since she was a li- tiny. And it's basically potato waffles with okay. cheese on so the cheese melts through the holes okay and then super noodles and then another waffle and then more cheese so it all just melts and soaks through and all that sort of stuff so a waffle noodle cheese sandwich uh, yeah kind of yeah yeah Sounds pretty good. much it's just all layered up and it all melts through and charlie adores it and I'll be honest, it's a lot of food. It's like four waffles, a whole pack of noodles, and a big old slab of cheese that she's eating. But Car- she's, the carbs, the she carbs, it powers through that. She really does. She loves it. She loves it. Uh, she chose wrestling to not disappear over cheesy woogles. That was amazing. And you know? and the best part is, she didn't he even have to think about it? That's what she says there. Didn't even have to think about it. Well, so then the next question. Wrestling or chicken curry? Now that's not a takeaway chicken curry. That's not a posh chicken curry or anything. You know, even though Sharon makes you know homemade curries and they're banging. No, 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 no. We're talking 
one pound bargain basement Iceland microwave meal chicken curry because this is like Charlie's favorite thing in the world. Wow. She loves these one pound microwave meal curries. You know, absolutely Cl- loves them. Classic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Tell she's my daughter. Um, <laughs> and again, she responds wrestling straight away. There was, there was hardly any, pa- any pause at all. So I thought, I, I'm going to this one. Before you go on to the third one, I'm a little bit concerned that, that you push so much for her to, to abandon wrestling. Like, you didn't well, accept the first answer, didn't accept the second answer, and thought, I know how I'll get her to, to, to hate wrestling. I'll, I'll keep upping the ante. Instead of taking the answer that she gave and just leaving it, you had to keep stacking the deck. Yeah, so, yeah, I, did. I was just curious. <laughs> I was curious as to what level, you know, <laughs> what her line where, was. Where did wrestling come? We know that wrestling's more important to her than a frozen curry. We know that we know that wrestling's more important to her than a, a stack of potatoes, cheese, and super noodles. What could, what else could it be? So I asked, I suppose, the ultimate question to a 12-year-old girl. Uh, wrestling or your phone? And Charlie responds, oh, no, phone. But that was really hard to choose. So it was you go. mean. It was also a mean choice. That well, was that, mean, was it? Yeah, that was mean. So your the question you wanted to ask my twelve year old daughter, <laughs> who's the best mummy or daddy? It wasn't mean, no. Now, did you not ask her that because you were afraid that she was just going to go, "Who's the best mummy?" Instantly. Well, you know, it's like, <laughs> do you remember that advert? You know, daddy or chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she well, would she'd be like chips yeah I did actually ask her but I asked her like you know when she was in the room I said look Magsy sent this and she was like I'm not going to answer I'm not going to answer I'm not saying and she uh, went back uh, upstairs and then went went straight to where we go it's always going to be you <laughs> well Sharon was in the back room and I could see Charlie and she was going yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. hugging you like that and then going <laughs> kisses to the mum <laughs> oh dear yes but there we go there we go Andy at Bang Bang Podcast I've these are some... all in order I'm really impressed so far Lying. Lying. this is good um, I've seen something today as well that Bang Bang Podcast is returning very very soon mm. so if you haven't so... heard Bang Bang already it's been on a bit of a break go and chuck it a follow on Twitter at Bang Bang Podcast Listen out for the new shows. Go back and listen to the older shows as well whilst you're waiting for the new episodes to come out. Always a good time. Always a brilliant show. Always, well, it, it just always makes me laugh. It's, it's a great show, isn't it, Maxie? Uh, yep, it is. And I have it on good authority that this new season is going to be an absolute bang banger. Ooh, is that so? Mm-hmm. On, on whose authority? I mean, people. Yours. Yours, yeah, I've heard on the grapevine. Let's just put it like that. You've heard, okay, (laughs) from your sources. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Meltzer. (laughs) Andy had a couple of questions. He said here, the first question, you can pick either having a glorious flowing head of hair or Bristol City in the Premier League. But for that to happen, you have to take a run-up volley in the baby makers. Which are you picking? And question two, get kicked in the bollocks every day for a year. Bristol City win the league. Kicked in the bollocks every day for a year. England win a tournament. Or no kicks in the bollocks. And neither happens. So I think, you know, between us, Magsy, our our questions were very testicle heavy there. Yeah, it was weird how we we went so 
uh, baby makers heavy mm. for, for Andy. Yeah. I'm quite mm. concerned that we did that. Yeah. But his answers were brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, so question one, he says here that he looks like Rose West the last time he had hair. So that's an interesting look, isn't it? Eh? <laughs> oh, I want to see. It's I wanna... such a horrible look. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy, if you're, if, if you're in the chat or if you're listening to the audio version later in the week, we want to see pictures of you like looking like Rose West, please. That has to happen. Send send yeah. them to us at chain underscore wrestling. Let us yeah. know, mate. Let us know. Uh, he said he looks like Ro- he looked like Rose West the last time he had hair. So he'll take City going up and a kick in the balls. That's fair enough. Fair play. Question two: City to win the Premier League. I've had two kids and I'm 43, so I'm practically practically celibate now. My balls have done their job. <laughs> I don't need them anymore. In fact, he'd probably have to go and get them out of his wife's handbag for you to be able to kick them every year, mm. every day for a year, anyway. Interesting that he chooses his club being successful above England winning a tournament, though. What oh, would you choose, Magsy? Oh, oh, I'd choose Burnley to be successful every single yeah. time. Okay, fair enough. I, yeah. I, but I also may not want to put my bollocks on the line for that success. No, no. Okay. <laughs> what Chris in the chat does and his wife like Fred West. Oh my god! How are we talking about? We're talking about Fred West last week as well. How does he keep popping up in this in this show? <laughs> it's grim. We are some grim human beings. Oh. And Aura, uh, you guys were really testing him. Ah, <laughs> oh, good stuff. Bollock jokes, mate. That's what that's what this show has been built on, <laughs> and that is what we will stick to. <laughs> that's how we beat the competition. <laughs> that's exactly it. Their bollock jokes aren't as good as ours. <laughs> uh, GH at Carry the Gary on Twitter. His question was I mean, a bit of context, I suppose. Carry the Gary does what he is describing as his wrestling challenge, which is to mm-hmm. watch. At least one match a day, Maxie, is that correct? Yep, it is. Um, and so far, he's been incredibly successful with it. Mm. And he uh, puts out uh, tweets about the, the matches uh, and, the, and the shows he's watched. So go and give, uh, give, give him a follow. Uh, he's uh, uh, a very, very loyal member of the CWF, always chipping in with yeah. questions. Yeah, totally. Totally. I've got a lot of time for that fella. So yeah, thank you again, Gary, for the support you always give the show and always have done ever since way back in the audio only days. It, mm-hmm, it's great yeah. stuff. Hugely appreciate it. Uh, we asked, worst match you've seen in your wrestling challenge? And he says, that's a tough one. Probably Hogan versus Warrior from Halloween Havoc 98. I mean, if you've seen that, I don't think it is that tough because that match is horrifically brutal. It's- one of the worst things I've ever seen. And I saw the Yeti this week. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it is bad. That's a, a good, bad pick. Good, bad pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody new, Magsy, next up. Somebody new, a name that I don't recognise from, from before. Uh, yep. Joey awesome, O'Donnell. Awesome Ojo. Yep. Yeah, at Awesome Ojo on Twitter. Uh, his question was, Best and worst John Moxley matches of all time, any era, any company, because Joey O'Doherty does a podcast focusing solely on John Moxley struck Dean Ambrose's career, mm-hmm. which I, yep. I thought that that sounds really interesting. You know, it's focusing just solely on one individual's career in in that form. You know, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, and, and it actually leads it well into into our topic later on, just how much of a an impact 
John Moxley, mm. Dean Ambrose, Jonathan Good has had on on wrestling that that people are making podcasts solely devoted to his career. Yeah, yeah, very much so, very much so. Uh, Joey responds: the best match he has seen was against Tomohiro. Is that right, Tomohiro Ishii? It's Tomohiro Ishii. Tomohiro. Yeah. Okay. Little dude, isn't he? The pitbull. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, not that little, but yeah. He hasn't got a neck, though, has he? He's absolutely got oh. a zero neck. Yeah. But, yeah. He, he's like the the one of the companions in in New Doctor Who. I don't know the uh, name. Okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. Or a weeble. Where he does, he wobbles, but he won't fall down. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. A weeble crossed with a thumb because he's bold as well, isn't he? So he looks a bit like a thumb. <laughs> You know? He's also one of the best wrestlers in the world. <laughs> but, which is, yeah, which he is, looked, you know, which is even like better that he can wrestle that well whilst looking like a cross between a thumb and a weeble. Fair play to the guy. He deserves all the stars. Meltzer should be showering him. You know? <laughs> and he does very regularly. Golden, I've heard. Golden showering him. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, at least he won't need to do it for long because he's so little. You know, there's not much of him to cover, is there? Oh, you're going to be as rude as you like with me. Oh, Jesus Christ. The, the, <laughs> I'll, I'll move on. There is no depth <laughs> to which we shall not sink. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. And the worst, he says, is probably Chris Jericho at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view 2016 Ambrose Asylum match. I can't remember that. And I can't, and hopefully we will never have to cover it. So it better not be your pick for this week. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> but I'm now intrigued, and I want to watch it. So maybe we should throw it in there when we can see what happens. Oh, if 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 Joe is saying it's the worst, I, I, and he's such a massive Moxley fan, I, I'm happy to take his opinion and leave it where it lays. Is that the, is that the same time that we had? Was it Mitch the Plant? I was not watching 2016 WWE, so I okay. don't know. Hopefully not. Oh, okay. Morty yeah. does Morty does confirm the Ambrose oh, Asylum was the cage match with thumbtacks and a potted hanging plant from the cage yeah there you go that'd be Mitch the plant though okay yeah, thanks so. thanks for that there we go Wait, oh, hey, mate I'm nothing if I'm not a fountain of information okay <laughs> so right. you are nothing <laughs> uh, Connor Knows Crew at Connor Knows Crew on Twitter our good buddy from over the pond there. this angers me does it does it really yeah okay we'll get to that in a minute uh our question where i mean connor is a huge supporter of columbus crew the major league soccer team he said uh, we asked him where do you really think the crew would finish in the english premier league and when we say crew we obviously mean columbus crew not motley crew or crew alexandra (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah crew alexandra just with tommy lee and in goal and vince neal at front and that sort of stuff and <laughs> he responded, relegated, we would finish 20th. We have talents, but they wouldn't stand a chance versus Man United, Man City, Chelsea, etc. So I followed up with another question. Yeah, you did, yeah. Would they beat Burnley or Gloucester City? And Connor responds, maybe a draw versus Burnley. Bollocks. And who's Gloucester City? I agree with that one. I mean, I, I live in England and I've not heard of Gloucester City. Um, but the draw with Burnley... The, a draw, Columbus Crew, a draw with Burnley. How fucking dare he? <laughs> Connor, if you are listening, I may block you now, sir. 
I, I may have to do. I won't really. Mm. You can be wrong with your ridiculous football opinion. I mean, who's Gloucester City? Is, is not, we're the oldest football club in the country to have not played in the in the football league, mate. Come on. So, so you've had 130 stabs at it and missed every time. 138. <laughs> as if that extra eight made the difference. 138 years they've been going, budget. Yeah. Uh, they let me down this weekend as well, buddy. I nearly had football-wise. I nearly had the perfect weekend. United okay. won. They did. M- Milan won as well. Those were the two games I watched on the Saturday. Uh, Gloucester lost, though, buddy. They scored twice against the league leaders at home, but sadly let in four. So. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, oh. and Connor's actually in the chat, uh, and I, I'm going to actually give a little bit of a backstory on Connor. His Premier League team that he picked was actually Arsenal, and he ditched Arsenal to to follow Burnley because he he enjoyed playing them on on a FIFA career. Does and he not then like he still rude Burnley since <laughs> we got Wout Weghorst have been have been like watching Brazil. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. It's like not not just Brazil, nineteen seventy. That's what they've been like, mate. No, been Brazil that. now, like this Brazil, Brazil now. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the Brazil team that plays in the Paralympics. That's what I mean. <laughs> oh, Is that God. what you mean? Yeah, the the one legged Brazil team. Mm. The one legged Brazil team. <laughs> I always thought that's amazing when you see stuff like that. When they got one leg and they're on their crutches and they're playing football, that, that's incredible, isn't it? talent and it also mm. shows that people no matter what happens to them can still go out and achieve amazing things if you that were my leg I'd, I'd be I'd curl up in a ball and just 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 die <laughs> you die without your leg are you that attached <laughs> to that one particular limb are you is that like the most important I, I mean I have tr- I have tried my best through my life to, to get rid of the leg uh, not purposely, just with, <laughs> with horrific accidents. I've it sticks around. Best. I've tried my best to get rid of it. There's just no takers. Doesn't matter what I put it on eBay for. No one's interested. <laughs> Every time I, sh- I throw it away, it keeps coming back. Boomerang leg. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, okay. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, blind footballers as well. And they've got the bell in the ball. That's amazing. Not blind footballers, deaf footballers. No, that is right. Blind footballers, yeah. How, what what would a, a a bell in a ball do for a deaf footballer? Well, fuck all, isn't it? But I'm, that's why I got it wrong. That's why I said I was right the first time. But because because you're so Move. critical and so moving on, you, you put me on edge and you force me to make mistakes. There, I'm I'm I'm, all, I'm full of anxiety the, here, Max, because you put the, me on edge. The typical sad response: It's everybody else's fault, but. <laughs> Oh, at Rain Counter on Twitter, our good friend Paul Tolly. Magzi, this was an interesting question because I didn't quite know the person you were referencing and you had to explain it to me, didn't you? I did. I mean, to be fair, she is a boil on the arse of wrestling, to be, to be quite <laughs> blunt. Well, I googled her after and I think calling her a boil is a bit harsh. She's an attractive lady. No, she didn't look like a boil, but her oh, okay. body of work is like a, a skid mark in the underpants of wrestling. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, I can't remember any of her matches, to be fair, so... There we go. There Maybe we I'll go. watch them later. But he... Paul is besotted with her. I mean, Paul... Well, okay. for, for people who know Paul, he loves Charlotte Flair. That's that's his favourite wrestler. But 
Caitlin, he he would walk over hot calls for Caitlin. Right, interesting. I couldn't even remember. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was a Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> so Paul was asked, um, the Manic Street Preachers mention you by name in a song or Caitlin talks about you in a televised promo. And obviously we've covered before on the show, haven't we, how, uh, how Paul Tolly is a huge Manic Street Preachers fan. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're like his mm-hmm. favourite band. Well, being Welsh, it's like I think it's the law there that you have to oh, okay. to to like the Manics. Mm, fair enough. I suppose I'm pretty close to that. I'm, I, I don't mind some Manistry features. I mean, I wouldn't say I put on a whole album, but there's some tracks all right, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're good. I, I, I like their more political early stuff than the the kind of uh, the middle of the road radio friendly stuff. Mm, okay. No, I like the early stuff. I don't like it when they sold out to an old commercial. <laughs> sound I like, actually sounded like that, didn't I? You sound like I, every Metallica fan ever. <laughs> I liked them before they got famous. Yeah. I saw what a fucking hipster. What an absolute him. hipster I am. I was one of the three people who saw him play in that club down the road. It's not there anymore. It's a car park. And, anyway. the, and the concert never happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul Tolly plugs for Caitlin. By this stage, the Manics have mentioned pretty much everyone in their songs, and they fit so many words into a song, it would go unnoticed. A Caitlin promo would mean Caitlin would be back, and it would become YouTube's most watched wrestling video of all time, just through my views alone. See, that's dedication. And plus, Kleenex would double their sales. Yeah. And he'd have one arm that looked like Popeye. <laughs> like a wonky Popeye. <laughs> a wonky Popeye. <laughs> like that episode of Family Guy where Quagmire discovers internet porn and he's just got one massive, massive arm <laughs> and bright red eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter, our good friend here, Danny. Magsy, we asked, can you point out Maidstone on a map of Scotland? <laughs> You dick. <laughs> I mean, I pitched that to you. You sent it to to, to Danny. So yeah. who's at fault there? Is it well, you. me or you? But, um, regrettably, no. Danny responds. But rumours are it's next to Ochenshugel. Yep, Ochenshugel. Good he luck tried to catch us out with that. And he did. I Good actually knew. that on Monday night. Yeah. So fuck you, Danny. Actually. <laughs> Uh, looking forward to it, guys. Yeah, well, I said it first time, so I'm not going to. I'm not. I don't, need to, say it. I, I'm not I don't need to say it a second time. Mm-hmm. And for a future episode, I've actually got a list of some of the hardest to pronounce Scottish towns that I am going to throw your way, sir. Oh God, that be that, that could be interesting. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm going to struggle with those. Uh, also, we asked Danny, wrestling or horror movies. Watch one, the other disappears forever. Now, Danny's obviously venturing out and doing a lot of podcasts of his own now. He's on the fantastic A Change in Attitude. He joins me on Nitro Nights. He does the One Man's Meat podcast, which is wrestling-based as well. A spin-off from One Man's Meat is a horror podcast he's doing with Chris Bellis, looking at classic horror films. So, And, and Danny is fanatical about his horror movies. So that was, mm-hmm. I thought, going to be quite a tricky question, wrestling or horror. But Danny responded, "Gotta be wrestling. Horror has peaked." So, okay. He, 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 I think he prefers the classic 
horrors rather than mm. the kind of a the psychological stuff and the 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 computer generated graphics era of horror that we're in now yeah fair enough fair enough mgb graham at mgb graham on twitter magazine we still going in the right order you're nailing it absolutely nailing it yes anyone who says i can't do technology look at this eh? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's just literally scanning through pictures, no. but I'm I'm feeling like this is an accomplishment. I've, I've accomplished something this evening, and and I think you, that will fall flat now when you try and explain these mathematical theorems. No, I'm gonna go for it. I've read this through once when we first got it. Didn't really make a lot of sense. So in true chain wrestling fashion, I did zero prep and zero <laughs> and zero background on this. I'm just gonna try and wing it. Okay. Uh, what is your favourite unsolved maths problem? I mean, a bit of context here. Graham is a maths teacher, isn't he? Is that correct? He is. And also, for more context, there's a, a list of, I think it's seven famous unsolved maths problems that uh, that if you can solve, there's a, a, I think it's a million dollar prize for each one that you're able to, to solve of these, these famous unsolvable math problems. Okay, we're going to come to these unsolvable math problems in a minute. Remind me when we finish Graham's question, because okay. I, 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 I'm a bit puzzled with this. But anyway, what is your favourite unso- unsolved maths problem? And Graham responded, I don't actually have one anymore. It used to be Fermat's last theorem. Fermat, a very early troll, commented in the margin of thesis, wrote he had a... <laughs> So you read a, through this, and but actually didn't really read through it, did you? I did read through it. Like I said, I read through it when I got it, but that was days ago, mate. Yeah, I mean, for for a maths teacher, Graham does miss out English a lot. <laughs> so he's basically saying that Thermat, the the mathematician, was a troll, uh, and he put in the margin uh, of of his uh, of the thesis that he wrote uh, that he he had proof that this was. Um, this theory was 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 solvable, uh, but there wasn't enough room in the margin for him to write the the the, the, the proof in. Okay. So, so he said he was solved. All oh, right. Nobody knows. The that's that's the troll. Is that deep dead? Is he? I, I think so. I think it was. He died a few hundred years ago. A few hundred years. Ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Graham continues I will go with not unsolved but unproven and Scott Steiner claiming he had a 141 and two thirds percent chance of winning and we are back to wrestling mm-hmm. so there we go with that one I also said because you know pi is like a big thing in maths isn't it you know 3.141 etc 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 make a pie but you've got to have one meat one fruit in the same pie and he just didn't play yeah. ball mate he wasn't interested no, it was though, because today, which you didn't know, was it's it's International Pi Day. It's right. International three point one four one nine blah 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 day. So he was he was he was having a a witty joke with you. Mm, it don't work though because that's the wrong way round, isn't it? Because it's not the third of the fourteenth, just the fourteenth of the third. Yeah, but it is also American. We we've we've disowned him as a Brit now, so he mm. writes his date. Maybe the wrong way around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At it's Ray Cash on Twitter, we had a couple of Shield based questions for Ray. 
And I love his first response. Do I respond in here? Yes, Ray is Ray <laughs> is an absolute gem. If you if you don't follow him, go and follow him. He's a, yeah. a proper proper superstar. Yeah, he Top really load. is. We are we asked replace each member of the Shield with an Attitude Era wrestler, and I thought we would do that one first, Magsy. Ray thought not. He thought he would answer. Because he, he is a contrarian, I will I will put that. But yeah, I'll, I'll scroll down to the, the attitude answer. Uh, attitude era, uh, Pillman would be a perfect Ambrose replacement. Plus there's the Cincinnati connection. Seth would be X-Pac. Waltman w- would wrestle anybody and had a great mind for the business. Roman and early Rock is a fantastic comparison, but I'm going to say Edge. Both had the potential to be all-timers, but had to learn who they were in the business. And both had a fantastic look. But imagine 1996 Pillman, Waltman, Hardcastle. That would be amazing. It would. It would. And, and that, again, kind of proves why um, I love podcasting with, with Ray because his mind for wrestling and, and the way his brain works when it comes to wrestling is, is it's unparalleled in my wrestling circle i just i love listening to him and his thoughts on on wrestling and and the way he he can deep dive into wrestling so yeah definitely go and um go give him a follow tell him that the roman Reigns sucks and just watch the world burn <laughs> the secondary shield question that we asked ray was uh replace members of the shield with people from the backstreet boys mm-hmm. because why the hell not so <laughs> I mean, uh, I think I think we pitched the Spice Girls first initially, but, yeah. But yeah. with him being American, we, we had to we had to go with more something that he'd know. And he, he went with it with gusto, yeah. But I don't think they were as big as they were here. Here they were a phenomenon. There mm. they were just the Spice Girls, just the Spice Girls, which again is still quite a substantial thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Backstreet Boys in the Shield. AJ, and I'm going to talk these through, and I've got no idea who any of these people are, just so we know. My wife Sharon in the chat knows the Backstreet Boys, not personally, but you know, she knows of them. And uh, she's going to now probably be agreeing or disagreeing with what Ray has to say. AJ clearly has to be Dean Ambrose, Bad Boys for Life. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna say Nick is Seth because he was the front guy. Was Seth the front guy in the Shield? I mean, at the beginning, he, I mean, he was the architect, uh, and we'll get to that uh, in the in the uh, covering the the, the broker school sessions. Uh, there wasn't a, an assigned leader, but I think at the beginning, with Seth was maybe the the standout on the mark. Um, so I, I see the I see where people would think he was the leader. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So Nick is Seth because he was the front guy the most versatile, and was the only solo dude in that group. He definitely would have went with Triple H. Okay. Roman, to me, is, and this is probably a shocker, Kevin, because he's the oldest, but most importantly, he's all man, and he's written that last bit in capitals, so he is very enthusiastic about Kevin. Yeah, so for me, Kevin was always the odd one out of Backstreet Boys. He was like the dad of the Backstreet Boys who wanted to be cool and be in the band. Um, I, I don't mind the, the AJ pick for, for Ambrose. I do get that kind of a um, lunatic fringe vibe. Um, 
I don't think Nick was the the front man for the Backstreet Boys, though. I don't agree with that. I think it was always Brian. He was always, like, the lead singer for me. Nick had the the potential to be a solo, but I think Brian was... You're, you're looking like, who the fuck is Brian? I have no idea. Uh, to be honest, I switched off a long time ago, mate. <laughs> so I would have gone, I would have gone with Brian for, for, for Seth because he felt like he was the front guy to me. Um... The Kevin one kind of makes sense, but I also think that Roman was the, I want to say the greenest out of the the three of the Shield. He felt like he was the newest wrestler, so I would have put him as Kevin, cause, uh, him as Nick, because Nick was the youngest of the Backstreet Boys, even though, ironically, Roman is the oldest of the Shield. Okay. I'll, I'll take you word for all of that, but I don't know. Quite a, quite a bit of a Backstreet Boys chat going on in the, the chat mm-hmm. itself, isn't there? You know, we seem to have struck a chord with everyone there. So, um, Sharon's put, Nick isn't the front guy for Backstreet Boys, so it's about right. Millwall Chris, uh, he's put, his wife would lo- love the Backstreet Boys question. So, ask your wife, get back to us, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll revisit this. Um, Will we? Probably not. <laughs> uh, or... Uh, or is shouting. Uh, can you lower lower your voice, please, Mom? This is not a Wendy's. Um, she say no. What? Wait, no. I'm sorry. Spice Girls were a worldwide sensation, and how dare you denounce the second coming of the British invasion? Jesus, I, I apologize. <laughs> apologize I they were, like, profusely. Deal everywhere. Well, clearly they are. Or is fucking put me right in my place over it. Alright, shout at me. Musically, musically, <laughs> they were shit, Ori. Let's yeah. just agree on that. Um, Morty saying the the Slipknot Spice Girls mashup on YouTube changed my life yesterday. Nothing to do with Backstreet Boys or wrestling, but just listening to it. I do like a good mashup, mate. I do as well. Um, Kevin and Brian are cousins, that's why he was in the band. So he was only in the band because it was his cousin. Oh, that's even worse. That's even worse. Um, then uh, Fitch goes on uh, a song. Listen, we don't we don't do singing on this show. And I think you're mistaking us with other wrestling podcasts. Well, you do a bit of singing. Shut up. You do. Shut up. Are you gonna do a bit of singing for us today? Absolutely not. You are my fire. There, that's all we're getting. There you go. Um, I need a lighter, really, don't I? So. <laughs> Sam, Sam mate, get ready because from what I'm seeing in these comments, uh, when the stream is over, Sai is going to educate you on the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Sharon's going to educate. Okay. <laughs> Matt trying to steal my thunder with his singing. We'll have less of that, Matt. In fact, I may put you on timeout in a minute for that. Um, <laughs> and Millwall Chris saying she's in bed. Sorry, I mean I didn't mean wake go her wake her up and ask. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, don't wake her up. I don't know. <laughs> Just ask her in general, like in passing, and, and get back to us. There we go. Sharon saying you already know more Backstreet Boys songs than you would like to. What's your favourite Backstreet Boys uh, song, sir? Um, There's w- only one correct answer. Is just, it? Just oh. know that. It goes down, 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 down. Correct. Larger than laugh. Is that what it's called? Is it? Yes, that's the only correct answer. Okay. Well, I'm glad I got that right for you. <laughs> I'm actually happy for you. Oh, great. <laughs> the first time in over a year, and God knows how many episodes. We must be like, I don't know, hitting 70 episodes, and I finally made you happy and proud. 
Uh, Ori the Draw, at Ori the Draw on Twitter. We asked Ori, well, I say we, and she called you out on this, Mr. Mags, didn't she? Uh, I already knew the answer, just for okay. context. I already knew what her answer was going to be because we've spoke about it uh, on 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 where we watch. So, okay, no. uh, we are. Well, you asked who is your favourite podcast co-host and what's the best episode of a podcast you've been a part of. And Ori responded, first of all, I feel like I'm being backed in a corner with being asked to pick favourites, <laughs> which makes me think <laughs> this question could have come from Magsy. Absolutely spot on, Ori. That being said, my favourite co-host... Selling me down the river. What a tosser. What, why? Why am I a tosser for that? <laughs> that? Yes, it was him. It was him. Yeah, it he was, yeah. did it. He did it. Mate, she saw straight through you. Transparent as anything. She saw straight through you. What's the point in trying to do it? That's... Okay. I just yeah. know I could never, ever trust you again with anything. Oh, don't be such a dramatic tart. <laughs> that being said Ori continues my favourite co-host I have had has been my best friend when I was recording the initial episodes of Ori on Progress covering SSS 16 have I said that right? yep so that's super strong style it's a, okay. a, a tournament uh, that they have in progress yeah okay look it was fun to see her look at things from an outsider's perspective and appreciate not only why I love wrestling but Brit wrestling as well there were two of my favourite episodes to record. But definitely shout out to my boys at a change in attitude. We give each other a hard time. But at the end of the day, I love these guys and couldn't ask for a better people to be on that journey with, even if they do drive me crazy with dog shows. <laughs> uh, and, and for context, the whole uh, kind of pushing of, uh, of a change in attitude was was to get Ori on, on board because she's we've been friends for a long, long while in, in the wrestling community. Uh, she's been on my podcast uh, before. Uh, I've had the pleasure of being on, on hers. And the last time she was on Badlands, um, after recording, we spoke about her getting back into podcasting. Um, and I'd always had, I mean, we've spoke about uh, changing attitude. I've always had that idea of, of, of revisiting that, that period and, and going through it week by week. Um, and Ori was, was kind of like the, the fulcrum to, to really pushing that. Um, so getting her on board, then Tanner, and then adding Scottish Danny to it, I think we found a really, really good mix. But mm. that sure probably wouldn't have happened if, if Ori wasn't so receptive to doing it uh, in, in the first place. Mm. Yeah, so thank so. you. I, I love that. The show. I, I, love, I love the show. It's fantastic. It's great. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, it's always better and always on it. To be fair, because I got to listen to you as much. But, it, you know, it is. <laughs> and we we would happily we happily admit that she is the she's the fulcrum point for that show. She keeps us in line. Yeah, when she's she's not there, we are we are wild. <laughs> we are absolutely wild. Oh, it must be like babysitting Ori. Do you know what I mean? It must be like looking after three fully grown children, toddlers, yeah. you know? But there mm-hmm. we go. Good Cop, Bad Cop at Good Bad Wrestle on Twitter. The question we asked was, if you two could cast yourselves in a buddy cop movie, which movie and who plays who? Uh, yeah. The response came from our friend Matt Willis. And he says here, oh, we are Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones from Men in Black with Matt being Will. I mean, I'm not sure about that. There's obviously a couple of really big differences between Matt and, and Will Smith, isn't there? I mean, Will Smith's taller, shall we say? And uh, also, <laughs> it's not a buddy cop movie, so it, it absolutely doesn't count. They didn't answer the question, and 
yeah, I'm I'm disappointed. Men in Black is not a buddy cop movie. They are not police. If you're feeling disappointed, should I tell you about my favourite Backstreet Boys song again? Just a cheat. <laughs> I will never forget that. Even when I have Alzheimer's, I will remember you enjoying Larger Than Laugh. Yeah, well, I, I, I know what song I mean, but I don't know the name of it. And I think Sharon said well, in the chat... If you wasn't. look in the chat, there is about 50 comments where it's absolutely nothing to do with us, and they're just having to sing yeah. along with just each other. Just talking about Which is brilliant. It's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. I, I bloody it. love this show. I love the yeah. CWF. Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. Handy T1TF at Handy T1TF on Twitter. He has, well, one question from us, but also a follow-up to a, a, a non-wrestling topic from the other week, because we couldn't mm-hmm. figure out where he was from when we were asking, where are you from? Yeah, so, and, and what's the best thing about the best and worst thing about the the, the place that you live? He yeah. dropped some some big clues, but yeah, we couldn't didn't we get couldn't it, work we? it out. Yeah, completely no. stumped us, Andy. Completely stumped us. So fair play to you. Uh, the first question was, "What's your hidden useless talent?" And obviously, then we asked, "Where are you actually from?" Because you stumped us the other week. Uh, Andy says, "I'm from a very small town in I'm guessing KY is Kentucky." Yep. Yep. Named Dwell. And I guess if I have a useless talent, it would be my ability to remember useless bullshit. You see, I have That's some. That's the best me- talent. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I have some severe memory loss from a car wreck. I can seem to remember really trivial things, but I have no memory of important things like my first marriage or the birth of my kids. Oh, okay. It's funny how the mind works, though, isn't it, with stuff like that? Yeah. And first of all, um, I'm sorry to hear that you, you went through that car wreck, and it, it's, it's good that you are. That you pull through it, and that you're you're still you're still here with us. Um, and thank you for being a massive part of the CWF. I mean, yeah, another definitely. another person who week after week gets involved. So we massively yeah. massively appreciate that. Um, but yeah, um, that useless talent is. I think that's your useful talent. Knowing you, uh, um, useless bullshit. But yeah, the the way that the memory. Uh, especially it can be affected with, with with head injuries it's it's always kind of it, it's always blow my mind to coin a horrifically uh unappro- inappropriate phrase mm. um how you can't remember some huge moments in in your life but your short-term memory you can remember uh thing really tiny like it says trivial things it's uh yeah it's really weird how the mind works mm, it is i mean mean obviously not to the extent that handy's experienced you know that, that's far more serious but sharon and i were talking the other day since we both had covid our memories are like pickled our minds you know there's certain and, and there's little things that are really weird that happen all the time now like for example i i, I wanted to say to sharon i'm going to cook some sausages Okay, this was Saturday, I think, maybe, Sha, if you're in the chat. I want to cook some sausages. But for some reason, from my brain saying, I want to cook sausages, to my mouth, it came out, I want to cook some scissors. And I've got no idea why. Uh, But I heard sausages, you know? And that's happened a few times. I forgot what the fridge was called the other day. Just couldn't remember the word at all. It was just gone. The word... Um, Do you have a name for the fridge, or do you mean the actual word fridge? Well, no, it's it's not called fucking I don't know, no. robert is it Do you know what I mean? it's like, <laughs> <laughs> robert the fridge oh robbie the fridge no you know it's you know but no it's just the fridge I just, for the life of me I, was, I, I knew what i wanted to say but i couldn't say 
fridge. I just couldn't get the word out. And it's so weird and so surreal. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and Sharon said that her short-term memory has been a bit affected as well. And, you know, she can remember all the stuff that she always could, but then she couldn't remember what she was doing, say, half an hour ago. And it's all since we've had covid that these we've noticed these little things happening i mean obviously we're getting older as well you know sharon won't like appreciate me saying that i'm i'm getting older sharon's obviously staying the same age but you know it's it's, it's so surreal you know get the really milk out of, out of bob yeah. get the milk out of bob <laughs> and 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 dr matt uh said it has actually been proven that covid unfortunately affects your man uh i've been massively lucky that that i haven't had covid um so yeah i can't relate mm. it's just strange i just like you know literally i just couldn't the word just wasn't there it was like a gap you know how you, it's so surreal but anyway 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 uh, Chuck Winchester of the fantastic RSH Wrestling Podcast at mm-hmm. Ben Levin on Twitter. He also runs a paranormal podcast as well, which is a fantastic listen. He says here, "What? Well, we asked him. So, well, I keep getting that wrong. See, it's, it's tripping me it's, up all the time. It's this new concept of, of asking mate. other people questions. Weird. Uh, we asked Chuck." What's the most interesting paranormal experience you know of or have heard described to you on, or had described to you on your show? And Ben stroke Chuck responds, A guest once claimed he was abducted by aliens. They taught him the knowledge of the universe and they still communicate sometimes. He also stated that his best friend died and later came to him one night while he was sleeping. He said he got up, poured some coffee and talked to him for a couple of hours to help him pass on. I don't think I believe him, says Ben. And Ben's very open-minded to anything like this, so for Ben to say he's unsure. Yeah, I mean, the aliens thing, um, I'm probably more open-minded to the 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 thought that they are aliens, whether they've visited the, the planet and abducted people. I'm sceptical on that. Uh, ghosts and shit, absolutely not. Not a thing whatsoever. It's ridiculous to, to believe that. So apologies, apologies to to his, his podcast. Uh, but I, I'm certainly not a, a paranormal believer. Okay. Well, that, that's something I think we can discuss another time because that sort of thing that I, I'd really like to get into, but that, that, sort of, that sort of stuff, you know, and what the CWF thinks about ghosts and aliens and all that sort of stuff could be quite interesting. Maybe. So, and, and Sal will believe every single word that you say and I will... Call you, call you out on your bullshit. I won't. I, w- no, I won't. I, I want to believe there's this stuff that happens and there's this stuff out there, but I would much rather explain it away logically first, in the hope that it's not th- true. Th- there's no explanation left other than. Do you know what I mean? And I would rather cover my eyes with blinkers and say la 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 la. This isn't real because you're scared. Because that's all it comes down to, isn't it? Uh, you watch too many uh, horror uh, films. Of ghosts. I'm scared yeah. of ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you should be. Ghost are scary. They are. Yeah. Well, there's films about it and everything. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. <laughs> ja, J-A at 80s and 90s wrestling on Twitter. Uh, a big Wolves fan. A Wolverhampton Wanderers football club, that is, for anyone who, who doesn't know what Wolves are. Uh, name no, your all-time... I mean, surely what? they just think the the dog like animal. Okay, so name your all-time greatest 11 wolves. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that one... I, oh, and what was that programme with the Mountie? Was it G-Safe? He had a wolf, didn't he? I thought that one was all right. 
you know, the wolf from the grey. <laughs> no, that's not what we meant. He meant the football team. Clearly, yes. we meant the football team as well. <laughs> yes. Name your all-time greatest Wolves eleven. Everyone in their prime, anytime, any era, etc. He says this lot's off the top of my head. And from players from my era of going to games, probably missed someone and some biased as quality lads as well as players too. Uh, Mike Stowell, Kevin Muscat, Dean Richards, Julian Lescott, Johnny Otto, Tony Daly, Ruben Neves, João Moutinho, Matt Jarvis, Robbie Keane and your husband, Stevie Bull. Good old Stevie. That's a, a solid lineup. Um, I'm surprised there was no room for uh, Adama Traore. He seems to be a god at Wolves uh, right now. And Jimenez as well. He's another one who they, they absolutely adore. But yeah, that's a solid lineup. It Didn't shows. Did he leave Traore? No, is he? Has he left? Has he? No, I'm sure he's still there. I know he was linked with Barcelona. Yeah, did he not go? I don't think so. Uh, okay. Okay, doke. Uh, Millwall Chris at Millwall Chris one on Twitter. There we you go. go. You go on a date. Spend a fortune on food, a movie, a room for the night. Your date expects passionate, full-on tongue kissing before getting to the hotel, and everything else when you arrive at the hotel. Pick your date, Mags or Sai. Now he he refused at the beginning. Yeah, so he didn't say, did he? We will put that out there. He didn't really want to answer. No, he did not. But then he did. Uh, then yeah. he did answer. And it upsets me, Mag, so I'm not going to lie. I'm a little well, bit disappointed. Uh, okay, even though this is the worst choice I've had to make since Boris versus <laughs> Corbyn. <laughs> and we need to also know who's who. Is is, yeah. is Sa Boris or is Sa Corbyn? Yeah, that is interesting. You have to let us know, Mill Chris, which one's which. I mean, he's in the uh, chat now, confirming that Traore has actually left Wolves, and I am absolutely <laughs> wrong. I thought he had. But then, you know, I, I maybe I, that wasn't accurate. I mean, I can't remember what our fridge was called the other day, so maybe I was in my head I thought I made that up. But yeah, anyway, even though this is the worst choice I've had to make since Boris versus Corbyn, I'm t- taking Mags, because I reckon at least he'd sing me a song, unlike, unlike Sai. And, Chris... I'd let you be the big spoon because I, I do oh. love little spoon. Oh, look at that, eh? Look at that. We've got to play through these last couple, Magsy, because <laughs> we are getting short on time. Uh, Steve-O, at Total Steve-O on Twitter. Plough through it. He reacts two paragraphs. Brilliant. Yeah, sorry. I can read quick. Might not make any sense, but I'll get through it fast. <laughs> uh, big Bill fan, Steve-O. Uh, one wrestler into the bill in full gimmick. And one Bill character into WWE stroke AEW and why? <laughs> Steve responds. My immediate thought is Austin as the new superintendent, raising hell of his unique ways of policing, sitting at his desk, drinking a cold one, and sticking his middle finger up to the commissioner whenever he asks him to implement a new law. One Bill character ha- has to be the legendary Don Beach joining AEW, constantly switching allegiances, getting backhanders from the likes of Jericho, MJF, Omega. That's about as many AEW stars as he can name his put here. Thing with Beach is he was a bent cop, but popular with the relief. Knew when to put the charm on to get his way. A bit like how Triple H got to where he is today. Fair enough. Yep, absolutely fair. Good, good picks as well. I mean, um, Austin was a sheriff. Oh, that's true. And he had that uh, quad bike, didn't he? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, okay. And lastly, lastly, we have Matt Willis here at the Matt Attack UK. Matt's question was, if you weren't a chef stroke doctor, what career would you have liked to have had? Matt responds, well, I always wanted to be in the media, which I kind of am thanks to Game Junkies. But if I was going to pick something I've never done, I would have loved to have been a train driver. Always loved trains growing up. So, yeah, train driver. Yeah. I mean... What a what a massive departure from 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 what he does now and and the content he creates. But yeah, Peter train driver would be pretty cool. They pretty much drive themselves, don't they? Because you know on the tracks, aren't they? Well, yeah, but you've got to control the speed and and the brakes. So it's just like a massive scale extra. Well, yeah, it is that. But with hundreds and hundreds of people's laughs in the palms of your hands. Mm. Well, I just scared extra when I was a kid, and I used to bit, rather, than, rather than build it into a lap, I used to build it out a certain way and get it to angle up and then try and shoot the cars out the window. And did that work? No. No, because you need a circuit, don't you, for the electric to mm. run through? No, no, you could do it like that because I, I had the ones that were bent so it went up into a, a corner and back down again. Okay, right. So you just run angle it and then try and hit it as quick as you could so they'd shoot off because they would fly off if yeah, you went too they're quick into the, this corner. They're only held into the trap by a, essentially yeah. a pin in a rail. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Fun you're times, absolute, Fun times. You absolute child. <laughs> yeah. I saw you start scared, actually. This is like last week. It was <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of dents in the wall where there's a little plastic Porsche has been hitting it. Like, uh, that is the end of that then. This week's non wrestling topic. Absolutely fantastic. Awesome. Smashed it out of the pub. Everyone was brilliant. So, so good. Thank you so much to everybody for responding, asking for questions, responding to the questions when we send them to you. Absolutely great stuff. Maxi, with the volley looming. You know, we've only got half an hour, realistically, if we don't overrun. So we better talk some wrestling, are we? Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Did it work that time? It did. It did. I saw Brilliant. it. Brilliant. I got it, mate. All the little swirly shapes and that. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, this week's wrestling topic is not a wrestling match at all. And it's the mm-hmm. first time we've covered a non-wrestling match for our wrestling match um, since episode two of Chain Wrestling, over a year ago, where Magsy yep. broke the rules and fucked with the four. Straight, straight, straight away. Straight away. First, first, yeah. first poll, yeah, straight away. <laughs> I, I, I ain't doing what you said, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the Austin versus Booker T supermarket brawl, wasn't it? I mean, it was, that was technically... A match. It was technically farting. This just shatters that rule. It does. It just, yeah, but it, it does. I, I think it was it was worth it. It was a um, an interest for for me at least. It was an interesting kind of a look back at, um, a, a character who was who was probably in his own mind uh, coasting and and feeling kind of a lackluster in WWE to now being one of the biggest stars in, in the wrestling world again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, I, I've not seen this before. Okay. So but this is, I, the, but I believe you will have seen the clips of it and yeah, memes yeah, yeah. of it on, 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 yeah. on Twitter where it's, 
it's made to look incredibly controversial that as if uh, Dean Ambrose is being disrespectful to Austin, is being disrespectful to the business. Um, it, I don't think the clips paint Dean in particularly a good light. Um, no. So I thought it'd be interesting to actually go over uh, some of the points that he makes, and he makes a hell of a lot of points. I mean, we're talking about an hour-long interview, um, which was actually six, almost six years ago. Just shocking how quick the time went. I think it was uh, the eighth of August, uh, twenty sixteen, and I was speaking with uh, with uh, Steve, and he didn't believe it was that long ago. But yeah, yeah, it actually was. This was just after Dean had first won the world title, um, so it was very much in the in um, that the genesis of him being the star being the captain of of uh of the blue brand as it were so yeah i thought it'd be a, a cool little kind of revisit to to his mindset back then yeah and it is it's really interesting i mean the first thing i pick up from the interview is how weird ambrose looks with that hair <laughs> it's so <laughs> strange isn't it compared to now yeah where he's is essentially shaved mm. crew cut um but that was the lunatic fringe back then yeah what a stupid nickname that was and he he buries it he absolutely yeah. buries it in this very slyly uh, sly, like I did not come up with this gimmick and he says it multiple times that yeah. he didn't come up with it um, but um, I felt that the beginning of the interview it was very cagey it felt cagey to me that almost like um, Dean was upset with how Austin was was kind of painting his his poor working class background as, yeah. as something to be embarrassed of, as something that uh, that um, he he should be uh, ashamed of. Almost, uh, Dean looks at it a totally different way, as says. Whilst it was poor, his dad did live out of state. His mum did work now, so he had to him and his sister essentially had to raise themselves. He loved that lifestyle because it, it allowed him to be independent. It allowed mm. him to to kind of view the world in his own eyes. Uh, and he gets really kind of uh, he gets he gets upset when Austin is saying this was a broken uh, broken um, upbringing that uh, that he he this almost could have ruined Dean. And yeah, Dean's not not at all happy with Austin about that. No, I mean. It's almost like he's. It's also like Austin's trying to paint Ambrose as this big success story because he's come from this this mm-hmm. terrible background, this this you know poor scenario. And Ambrose is just like, well, no, that's not the case at all. And it's it's weird. It's a really weird interview all the way through. I mean, there's some really interesting stuff discussed yeah, as well. I mean, Don't get me wrong. Some fascinating stuff about his time in Florida and all that. But yeah, I came away thinking, man, Austin was a bit of a dick. Yeah, uh, and and but the 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 kind of uh, rhetoric on on wrestling uh, on in the wrestling community is that it was Ambrose that was the dick, and mm. I don't think that's the case. No. I think Austin, especially in the early parts, was very much porking the bear, trying to get a rise out of out of uh, Dean Ambrose, uh, and Dean he bit in um in the way he corrected austin but i don't think austin got the reaction that he was kind of looking for uh maybe austin was trying to court the controversy uh and really kind of get underneath dean's skin but dean 
and I'm, I'll call him Dean, uh, even though he's called um, uh, John Moxley now, because at the time he was Dean Ambrose, mm. and and that's yeah. just easier way to deal with it. He didn't bite in the way Austin wanted to. He he corrected Austin a lot, which I thought was was really really interesting. The, uh, there's a point where he he says to Austin, "Where are you getting this information from? Yeah. You're absolutely wrong." Uh, I think that's when he's talking about. Uh, uh, Dean quitting the business and then going to work a regular job and he's like no I never quit the business I fucking love this business I've wrestled since I was 16 years old every weekend without fail and where are you getting this information stop reading it off the internet so he puts Austin in his place and I think after that once we get past that early start it kind of it, it levels out a little bit and we kind of see a little bit more back and forth between the two and then when we get to the end Austin rips into him again and Dean again puts him in his place. But yeah, it was a real kind of, um, it was almost watching two interviews at once. One where there was no engaging and then the middle part where there was a hell of a lot of engaging between the two. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) You say about the end of the interview there as well. Austin, that was completely unnecessary. The whole thing Austin did at the end. Where he's saying, I want, I want you to do this and you should be doing this and you should be pushing yourself. To me, it was just like, what the hell is his problem? It was a, yeah. it really, like you said, goading, trying to get a reaction. But, I mean, uh, Austin's podcast, I used to listen to quite a bit. Um, not so much anymore. Well, it's not running every week anymore, is it? But Austin's well, podcast... It, it, like, it puts out the classic episodes every single yeah. week. I don't think he's actually recorded a new podcast in about a year. Yeah. So, I mean, I used to listen to it way back when. And obviously the, the Broken Skull sessions, I watched bits of here and there. I should probably go back and watch more of them. They do seem quite interesting. But I always get the impression that Austin is, I suppose Austin is a big name in the wrestling world first and a podcaster second, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. His, 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 it's almost like he's doing a podcast because of who he is as opposed to he's doing a podcast because he's good at it. Yeah. Because he's and, very and, stern, and- very blunt, very... Very almost almost confrontational with a lot of the things he says and does. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't ever say that we are the best at podcasting. We ha- in, do this because we enjoy it. Um, but you're right. I think a lot of uh, famous people, and espe- especially in the in the wrestling business, have podcasts because of who they are, rather than mm-hmm. they, they're actually good at it. Uh, the Bellas one, for example, um, big stars. They, they don't know the slightest thing about podcasting uh, and it, it you can tell with the show. I think the early Austin stuff um, was very, very ropey. Uh, he he kind of got better at it as he went along. Uh, the Jericho, I think he is probably arguably the best at being a, a a wrestling podcaster, but he lets himself down with some of his uh, some of his guest choices and, and mm-hmm. some of the kind of like uh, the 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 content he puts out. Um, so yeah, you, you are right. Sometimes uh, wrestlers shouldn't podcast, but it's the cool thing to do. So everybody yeah. has to do it. Yeah, totally. Uh, the, the whole the whole demeanor. I mean, he's got Austin's always had these kind of very stern eyes as well, hasn't he? And there's, there's occasions watching the video back. Uh, we, we had to watch on... Mags had to send me the link to watch on YouTube because it's not on the WWE Network anymore. No. The, um, the the view that you get sometimes when it cuts to Austin as Dean Ambrose is talking is he's like staring daggers into him. Mm-hmm. 
And I just think, man, he's, he's just making the whole thing uncomfortable. And like you said, Maxie, the, the, it'd be interesting for people who have, have, have formed an opinion on this 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 interview with Ambrose being the issue, Ambrose being, you know, the person causing the problems. It'd be interesting for those people to go back and watch it again now with fresh mm-hmm. eyes. I mean, and we'll, we'll, we'll put the link on our, our Twitter when we finish tonight. And it's, it's also in the description right now. So okay. um, you can you can definitely go and check it out. And yeah, I think the 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 way Austin opened the questioning with with uh, putting down Dean's upbringing, really focusing on uh, uh, why his parents had split up, uh, why he wasn't interested in school and things like that, um, that sets the tone for 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 the whole uh, podcast. And he really mm. has to work hard to, to get more out of Dean because Dean kind of clams up because he, he yeah. feels that this is this is a hit piece. This is going to be attack Dean Ambrose and he, he, he you can see where his brain is saying I'm going to I'm not going to give to this I'm I'm going to be uh as flippant as possible yeah exactly exactly you know it's it's a really odd piece of television but I think an odd piece of television that people need to revisit if they've seen it before or even go and check it out for the first time and then and then let us know your thoughts I mean maybe we're looking at this the wrong way maybe maybe ambrose is in the wrong and, and we're reading it incorrectly but to me i came away from this just really thinking man i love stone cold but he was a dick here i i agree and um i stone cold was my guy i and i do think uh that yeah he, he comes off as very antagonizing in mm. this interview yes indeed indeed he does i mean i don't really know magsy what else to to sort of bring up about this because I mean, there's so many things covered about his career, mm-hmm. you know, his upbringing, his training, that the stuff in Florida you know, was fascinating as well. The formation of the shield and his, his thoughts on coming into the company there. It is really, really interesting, not just for the controversy, but an interesting interview because of the stuff they're discussing anyway. And then you get this other added layer to, well, sort of double layer to it. Is Ambrose climbing up? Is is Austin being a dick? Is it a bit of both? It is well worth checking out again, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you get you get a real kind of look at, at, at Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, the man. Uh, and he isn't playing a character. Mm, this, right. this is Dean Ambrose. This is John Moxley. Um, he... He says all the way through his through his life, he was this person. He was infatuated with wrestling. He was infatuated with with breaking the rules. He says at school he always questioned why he had to learn these things. Yeah. Why does he have to go to school? Uh, at the early part of his school, really intelligent, straight A's, really, uh, really kind of model student. But when he got that independent thought, his his grades went went downhill to the point where he didn't even finish school really wanted to get into wrestling um ended up uh, training in a in, in a school in cincinnati um did first two years essentially sweeping floors selling popcorn selling flyers because he wasn't old enough to 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 wrestle uh, so you get a real kind of picture of somebody who was super focused on being a wrestler being a, a superstar uh and that kind of mindset and you get a point where austin criticizes dean's work ethic and that's another part where dean really 
texts that and, and is offended by it. He said, because he worked harder than everybody. And the whole rhetoric of the Shield um, was that they would come to, to main roster and outwork every single person. And he talks about uh, the differences between FCW uh, and NXT, that when FCW was around, they were looked at as essentially the bastard child of WWE, the red-headed stepchild. Yeah. That, that when an FCW wrestler came up to the main roster, they were treated like absolute scum. Whereas you look at NXT wrestlers when they come up, he says now the the whole landscape of of the the locker room has changed. They're accepted straight away. They're brought into the company. He Roman and Am uh, and Rollins had to protect each other from the rest of the the locker room because they would get ribbed or they would get absolutely shit on. They were told that they were hated and nobody wanted them there. So they knew that they had to out wrestle, out work, and outperform everybody in that roster and it and it it really kind of solidified them them three not only as a as a as a team but knowing that they would go on to be all world champions all grand slam winners all mm-hmm. first ballot hall of famers and it's because of his work ethic the work ethic that stone cold shit on that that uh that dean is in that position even now in, in AEW, he's a first ballot hall of famer for wwe for the things that he's accomplished yeah, definitely. Definitely. Again, I, I encourage everyone to go and check out this interview one more time and let us know your thoughts. I'd be really interested to know what everyone thinks at chain underscore wrestling on Twitter. Just let us know what you think about Austin's performance here, Ambrose, the stuff they discussed, the whole shebang. Um, Magazine, I don't really know where we go from here, to be honest. Do, do we Do we rate this in the same way we rated a match previously? or? I mean, I... I... I think we we could rate it uh, in terms of other wrestling interviews. I mean, I know we haven't rated other wrestling interviews, but we've certainly listened to a lot of uh, wrestling mm-hmm. interviews. But we could we could go along that line, or it could just be uh, an anomaly that that kind of circumvents the the ratings. Uh, like we said, it's not a match. This is more of a, a peek behind the curtain to one of the most fascinating characters not only in wrestling today, but in wrestling in general. Mm. Yeah. So okay. I, I'd be happy to, to give this a, a miss in terms of a number rating, just say, go and watch it because yeah. it's a fascinating, fascinating interview and try and not look at it being Austin versus Ambrose, which it clearly is, but listen to some of the, the nuggets of information and the details that, that Dean spills in this. I mean, uh, I c- I'll quickly run through some. Uh, he talks about the Shield and how their uh, look was very much organic uh, and how uh, um, he felt their breakup was at the perfect time because he compared it to being uh, a comedian telling his best joke before leaving the stage. He didn't want to outstay his welcome. Mm. That was really interesting. That was the way he worded all of that, and, and yeah, that was fascinating. Uh, and then he was um, he looks back at his uh, make a wish work and says that that's some of his best work ever. That he is honoured to be in that position. He never thought that wrestling was about putting smiles on people's faces. And when he heard it, he thought it was corny as the corniest thing he's ever heard. But seeing how he affects people's lives, how people have come to him and said, "You've stopped me from." 
doing harm to myself. You've put smiles on my face. He sees that there's a bigger picture to wrestling rather than just putting on great matches. And then for me, the more, probably the most interesting part of the interview was he talked about WrestleMania 32 and the match he had with Brock. Uh, and Ooh, Dean, yeah. Dean wanted to make this massive. He wanted it to be the coolest match ever. But when he was walking out to the ring, he was pissed off because every idea he threw at Brock, Brock just shit on it and said, no, we are not doing that. We are not doing that. He said Brock wasn't willing to do any of his ideas. So Dean essentially said, I'm going back to old school John Moxley. We'll figure this out in the ring and end up having, for it, for what he says, is a, is a, a really good match. Uh, and then the last kind of point I want to uh, touch on and definitely go and check this out because it is it's so so fascinating he talks about his relationship with Vince uh, and he's saying that um, Vince is his boy uh, yeah. he finds Vince really really easy to talk to he s- says that people have the wrong impression of Vince and this and I think this is a great analogy for Vince McMahon he says Vince McMahon is like a trailer park street fighter just like Dean Ambrose Behind the suits and behind the money, Vince is a hustler. Vince is Vince gives his heart and soul to the wrestling business. And as much as we hate him for the things that he does and the decisions he makes, he's he doesn't have to put his his life on the line for wrestling, but he does. Mm. He he does that, and uh, he says that Vince has told him that Dean Ambrose is is, is his favorite ever wrestler. Yeah, that was brilliant. This is a brilliant <laughs> end. Um, then the very last part, which we've we've kind of touched on, uh, uh, Austin does try to antagonize uh, Dean again, um, saying that uh, he wants he feels Dean is resting on his laurels, that he's got comfortable, that he's got stale, uh, and uh, he wants Dean to push the envelope. And Dean says, "I'm I'm offended." That mm. I find that offensive, and rightfully so, because it did come across really. It was a really off comment, wasn't it? It was, it was out of the blue. It was such a strange. It wasn't just rude. It was weird. Yeah, uh, but I do like the way Dean flips it. He says, "Do you know what? I'm actually glad you've said that because it reminds me that I've got to the top, mm. and I've got to keep pushing to be at the top." This is not about just me being champion now. This is about me securing a legacy. Uh, he says, um, I actually like the fact that you've put me on blast because it reminds me I've got so much more that I want to accomplish. Uh, and the, they do end with a handshake, which I think is a, a cool ending. But yeah, definitely go and check this out. And like I said, the link is down in the in the description and, and Sa will put the, the link in the in the in the, the Twitter as well. Um, yeah. it's fascinating to watch. A really fascinating interview. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well worth, well worth an hour of any wrestling fan's time for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, we have a message in the chat here, just saying, don't forget the volley at the top of the hour from our good buddy Matt Willis. We'll get um, there, Matt. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll see if we're out of here by then, eh? Who knows? Let's see how we go. Um, <laughs> Magzi, where do you want to go next week? And this is—I find this interesting because we're linking. You linked from wrestling to an interview, and now. I'm assuming back out again to a match, so I'm I'm quite I'm, I'm quite intrigued. Okay, so you're right. We are going back to a match, and this actually has two links, I suppose. Uh, the first link is one of the the people in this interview, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, the second link is uh, is hopefully uh, by the time we get to it next week, it'll be 
amazingly good news. Uh, but the second link is Scott Hall. Um, I want to revisit um, Austin versus Scott Hall from from the undercard at, at WrestleMania 18. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Interesting. Yeah, because Austin, he threw his toys out the pram, didn't he, about being that far down the card and having to work Being second period. fiddle. Yeah. yeah. He, he thought he should have been the guy taking on Hogan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And the, the whole build-up to that storyline with... Uh, with um, the demons of the, um, that Scott Hall had, the drinking issue that Austin was having at the time, and and uh, the, how beer really factored into into their whole story. Um, yeah, yeah I, th- I think that'll be a an interesting look back, and we will get to revisit the best selling of a stunner in the history of the business. I watched that literally before, not long before we came on tonight. It's, it's great. Scott Hall's fantastic, man. So good. Anything. NWO, all that. Oh, that's right on my street, mate. Right on my street. Well, yeah. And literally, you can see right there, can't you? So, on my t shirt there. Uh, I'm not too far off, really, with the competitors in my match either, mate. Okay. To be fair. Interesting. Um, we have the link of Dean Ambrose during this interview constantly cites Bret Hart as being a big. His hero. Part of, yeah, his hero. He, yeah. He, he, was, he was on top. I mean, he words it as he was on top when he was watching as a kid. He was the, the top guy and so he on. Called, and he called him, um, um, did he call him a doggy son of a bitch or something like that? Cagey, wasn't it? Was it cagey cagey son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, because he was toppling the big guys at that yeah. time. Wrestling was Land of the Giants and he was a, a five foot ten uh, technical wrestler. Hmm. any references was it Bam Bam Bigelow he referenced by name yeah. as a bigger yep. guy and obviously that's 1993 King of the Ring 93 was the, the, their most famous one there uh, so I'm going to go to a match from 93 but not King of the Ring I'm going to okay. go to a Bret Hart match from 93 and it's, it follows a similar line my friend hopefully we'll be talking about this person in a very positive light I'd like to go to War Rumble 93 and check out Bret Hart versus Scott Hall stroke Razor Ramon on the undercard and probably the only thing worth watching from that pay-per-view from Royal Rumble 93. Great pick. We've covered him on uh, on uh, that Nantes Wrestling Podcast uh, and Bret Hart, every single show is MVP. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's a great And this pick. is good. This is a really good match. I mean, Scott Hall's just come into the company a few months previous. Brett is trying to, you know, solidify himself at the top of the, as their champion and so on. So yeah, it's it's. I re, I love this match. I go back and watch it quite regularly. Mm-hmm. Austin versus Scott Hall at WrestleMania 18. I remember loving at the time because I was a big Scott Hall fan, and obviously Austin was a, a big part of my my fandom as well. And it was the first time they'd met in the WWF, and that intrigued me. But I've not gone back and watched that as much. So I think both options here are going to be really, really interesting, Magsy. Yep, I agree. Um, and cool how we both have gone for Scott Hall match as well. I'm really, yeah. really happy with that. Yeah, definitely. So those are your choices for this week's poll. It will be up later in the week after the audio version has been released via Radio Techers. Make sure you download and check that out as well. Lovely to hear from a couple of people on Twitter this week as well, Steve-O being one of them, saying that they enjoy the intro music and, and all that sort of stuff. Because at one stage, I was thinking to myself, ah, is it worth the effort anymore? Because we get half of our audience watches live now. So the podcast numbers, are obviously, the audience is kind of split, isn't it? We get some people who listen mm-hmm. to both, granted. I was thinking, oh, you know, is it worth me still putting the effort in on that side of things? So I was really glad to hear that, 
you know people do like that so that was that was that was lovely to hear so i appreciate everyone who's, who said that um but yeah the options are scott hall versus stone cold steve austin from wrestlemania 18 or scott hall as razor ramon versus brett the hitman hart from raw rumble 1993 maxi i guess that's it mate do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you Yes, sir. So you can find me on Twitter down here at Father Mags. You can also find me on TikTok now at Mags All Pods. In terms of content, I am uh, all over the shop here on Radio Techers, uh, on Chair Shop with uh, with a Change Attitude and Badlands. And Five Rounds is on pretty much every podcast platform that you can uh, you can uh, name. So yeah, come and uh, come and give me a follow. Hopefully, Say and I will be able to. Uh, working out that we can go live together on tiktok because i think that'd be a cool thing to do hang with the with the kids on on the ticky tock and when magsy says sorry and i figure it out he blatantly means he figures it out and i just follow the instructions he gives me <laughs> <laughs> last, last quick comment in the chat there matt willis oh you can be as rude as you like with me matt i love you for that and if you listen to the audio version you know what I, and you know what i mean you can find me on Twitter at SJP Words. You can find links to all my shows there uh, and on Facebook. Um, SJP, all the shows and info is the group you need there. Nitro Nights, The Waiting Room coming back very soon, Quantum Leap Podcast, The Doctor Who Pod, with, with all the brilliant people that I do these shows with Scottish Danny, Dan Griffin, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Mr. Benny Mac. Just, just, just loads of stuff like that sci fi, time traveling, wrestling, and all sorts. But most importantly, you can find this show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at chain underscore wrestling. I have had an absolute blast. CWF, thank you so, so much for making this show work as well as you have. It has been awesome. Magsy, I'm off now to go and watch some Scott Hall matches on the network and just hope that next week we are still talking about him with positive news. Hey, y'all. Hey yo! You people, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Say hello to Razor Ramon. Just one quick survey. Are you here to see WCW? Or are you here to see the... Survey says one more for the good guys. Just call him the kid. Toothpick. Yeah, toothpick in the O-line. Routine by Razor Ramon. He's already doing better than he ever has.
Heyo! In my lifetime, I've learned... Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do.